Now, Asia First on CNA 938. We leap on over to Thailand. Uh, Prime Minister Seta Tawisin has announced a series of initiatives aimed at revitalizing the country's tourism industry. And this is all in a bid to attract, obviously, more visitors, but also to recapture those pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, and these initiatives include visa-free travel for very specific countries, relaxed alcohol regulations at mm. concerts, extended entertainment venue hours. Yeah, I mean, not to mention, it, it is also going to be boosting um, labour as well. Yeah. Right? More opportunities, yeah. more job yeah. opportunities for the Thais. Uh, Mr. Tawisin did express optimism about the future of tourism uh, and it, he projects significant growth in the next four years. Uh, also highlighting the ambition to host high-profile events, uh, he likened this to the Taylor Swift series of concerts that are being held here in Singapore uh, and these ten, these kinds of events, these large-scale events attract international attention and of course yeah. they boost tourism revenue. No, absolutely. Uh, so far, Thailand has waived visas for citizens of China, India and also other countries in an effort to attract tourism dollars. Last year, the country welcomed 28 million foreign tourists. The goal for this year is to reach 34, 35 million, nearing pre-pandemic levels of nearly 4 40 million. Yeah, but uh, we know tourism is a very big uh, income uh, generator for Thailand. But are these new measures going to be attractive enough? Let's find out more from David Byerman, adjunct fellow in tourism at the University of Technology in Sydney. Uh, David, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning to you. Uh, so, 34 to 35 million foreign visitors. A realistic target for 2024, considering, you know, global tourism trends and potential competition as well? It, it is a very realistic uh, target. I, I'd, I'd say, if, if anything, maybe even a little conservative. Uh, Thailand's been going through a, an incredible uh, recovery since the pandemic. So, you know, pri as, as you said, correctly said, uh, in 2019, they just about got to 40 million. Then there was this huge drop uh, during 2020 and 2021. 2022, I think it got up to about 14 and a half million. Last year, 28 million. So yeah, I think I think that 35 million is a very very realistic expectation. And interestingly enough, I know I'm I'm part of it because I'm get, because I'm off to Thailand in a, in a couple of oh, weeks. Oh well, so what do you know? <laughs> so I'll be I'll be part of that growth. Um, or, but I think more importantly, a lot of the initiatives that, that were mentioned, uh, that you mentioned from the Prime Minister, are actually initiatives which have been around for quite a few years. One thing which has always been very impressive about Thailand is that it has a tremendous ability to recover from uh, shocks, disasters and crises. And I think compared to most places in Southeast Asia, and I think it's important just to give context, Thailand attracts more tourists than any other country in Southeast Asia. I know that Singapore and Malaysia and a lot of other places give it a good a, a good run for its money, but Thailand is is definitely the kingpin. And for its economy too, about 20% of Thailand's GDP comes from tourism or tourism-related expenditure. So this it's a very, very significant part of its economy. And of course, Thailand really hurt. Thailand's economy hurt greatly during the uh, the, the pandemic period. So, um, 
there's a natural attraction, I think, to Thailand because it has many different types of attractions in its different geographical areas. It's sun and sea, it's culture, it's history, um, it's it's religious background. Um, really do attract an awful lot of people. Plus also, too, and I think this is a really critical area, Thailand is still incredibly good value for money. Um, I, I can I can actually tell you, uh, my wife and I were there last year, um, and the prices for hotels are actually less in 2024 than they were in 2023. So those sorts of things also become a consideration. Um, the other thing too that the uh, about Thailand's strategic plan is actually to try and appeal to a much uh, more what we call. They call they call quality tourism that, that re, what that really means is people who are prepared to spend a lot of money. So they're trying to appeal to a lot of their product to that particular market, to that more high spending market. So one of the big problems that Thailand that Thailand has is that it attracts. Uh, last year it attracted eight million Chinese, but which was a huge increase on what it had done done before. But the the problem is is that the num- that in 2019, for example, 12 million Chinese visited uh, Thailand. They spent the same amount of money as 1.5 million Chinese visiting Australia. Right. So what Australia has done, and these are, you know, when you look at success in tourism, it's not just about how many visitors come, important as that is, it's how much they they spend, how long they stay, all those sorts of things. And Thailand is trying to sort of pick up on a lot of those uh, areas. They're very much helped by the fact that the Pacific Asia Travel Association is actually based in Bangkok. So that helps the Thai Tourism Authority with its strategic direction, which I think is 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 a very, very good thing for tourism in Thailand. Mm. David, based on what you've just said, what infrastructure investments and upgrades might be needed to not just accommodate uh, the expected increase in tourists, but to up their spending whilst they're there? Okay, that's a very, very good question. Well, one, one project which has actually been developed in Thailand is what we call the uh, the Bangkok the Bangkok to Beijing railway. Uh, this is a high speed rail plan which is designed to go from the very south of Th- of Thailand to the very north of Thailand through into Laos and then into China. Now that would be a it's a very big infrastructure development. It's not going to happen in five minutes, but what it will do is it will give people an alternative to to travelling by air within Thailand. So that's good from a sustainability point of view, and also too, you know, you think of great journeys of the world. That would be a fantastic journey because you can also link up yeah. from Singapore into into Bangkok. Uh, and then do do the do the train ride into China. What a fantastic journey that would be! So that's that's one infrastructure development. But I think also too, there's a lot of work in uh, in building uh, convention centres and, and certainly hotels, which have been very very big in Thailand. And it's very interesting because you were talking about um, uh, Taylor Taylor Smith. Well, Taylor Smith has been a big boon to the economy of Sydney and Melbourne. She's actually performing in Sydney, I think, tonight. Mm. Uh, she 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 did sell out visit sell out concerts in yeah. Melbourne. You know, three concerts mm. with nearly a hundred thousand people at each one. 
uh, and there's been virtually a Taylor Smith, uh, a Taylor Swift, sorry, economy economy <laughs> boom, which is great news for Singapore because she's coming your way. Well, we have her you for know, six six shows in a row. <laughs> well, you're really lucky, and I tell you what, she is fantastic for the tourism yes, economy. Of course, yeah. Come in not not only just for the for Singaporeans coming there, but all the people from you know nearby countries, you probably get lots of Malaysians and lots yeah, of indeed, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, lots of people from Indonesia coming to to yeah. to, to it, or, or disappointed Australians who couldn't get into the <laughs> concert, you know, we welcome them with open arms. <laughs> I'm sure you do, but you know, to, you know, getting back to our subject now, Thailand, Thailand's tourism industry is really booming and one thing that's always impressed me about Thailand is that they have this uncanny ability to bounce back from multiple crises mm. uh, and that's one of the as a as a tourism crisis management specialist it's obviously something that I've always noticed indeed uh, in, in my research yeah they are a very resilient people mm. very tena- uh, very tenacious yes. as well oh. But I have to, yeah, yeah. But I have to point out, though, David, that um, I I've been to Bangkok many, many times. Uh, I know that uh, there are a lot of improvements being made. A lot of hotels, as you said, lots of service departments, just to accommodate the yeah. sheer volume of tourists and foreign visitors. But um, the other thing that strikes me is the accessibility. I mean, traffic <laughs> there I is not, traffic yeah, jams. traffic's not necessarily something, um, not not necessarily. And a pleasant experience when it comes to Bangkok. That uh, is, with you more. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think that this something could be improved in that in that respect to you know well, alleviate? If, if we look at if you look at Bangkok specifically, the SkyRail service now is a lot better than mm. it used to be. So mm-hmm. you can, for example, arrive at at the main airport in in Bangkok, take the take the SkyRail all the way into the centre of city of the city and distribute yourself around both at a low cost but also to you know without the hassle of the traffic and the the traffic is a nightmare in Bangkok there's no two ways about it but what's also interesting is that part of the tourism plan that Thailand has is to what we call disperse tourists so in, instead of everybody going to Bangkok or everybody going to Pattaya or everybody going to Phuket is to to enable it for, for, enable it for for it to be easy for people to sort of visit large parts of mm. of Thailand. Mm. So I know, for example, when we go there, we spend some time in Chiang Rai and 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 Chiang Mai mm. and other places up in the north, which are not as crowded as to, with tourists as say uh, the Bangkok area or, or Phuket. And 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 I know a lot of Australians who are visiting. Thailand will love places like Koh Sanui and mm. many of the other places in the Gulf of Thailand. So dispersion is really important, mm. uh, especially when you have a reasonably large country like Thailand, where people can have a fantastic holiday experience in, in many, many parts of the country. So so I think that, you know, encouraging dispersion is good and, and diversifying and dispersing a lot of your tourism infrastructure so that you just don't have you know, Bangkok does not equal... Right, no, sorry, exactly. Not yeah. equal There's Bangkok. so much more, yeah. Yeah, I guess connectivity... Yeah, that's a bit tougher for you in Singapore, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as Thailand looks at tourism, 
and it's slowly recovering. What other sectors might they look at improving so that things, you know, grow in tandem? That's, a, that's a, again, a very good question. Well, I guess the major sectors that they can look at, and, and this has certainly been uh, characteristic of the Thai economy, manufacturing has gone crazy in Thailand. Um, so manufacturing of motor vehicles, refrigerators, white goods, and a lot of other consumer products has been a, a really important um, stopgap for the economy. So when tourism did go bad, which mm. it did in you know for a couple of years, there were other industries that were producing uh, income for Thailand. So manufacturing is one. Uh, I guess the other one, which is also very strong, is a much more diversified agriculture because, you know, Thailand was known pretty much for rice and not much else. Um, and, you know, it's a fertile uh, fertile area with lots of rainfall and, and you can grow practically any type of fruit and vegetable, you know, known to, known to the human palate in Thailand. So agriculture would be an, another one. And I guess also, too, what's becoming very strong is that Thailand's educational sector has taken off quite well. Ah. Uh, I've, done a, I've done a few guest lectures in, in Thai universities, mm. and the standard of education in Thai universities is very high. Ironically enough, even in a place like Chiang Rai, where I did some lectures a couple of years ago, uh, all of the instructions in English, mm. which is quite which is quite extraordinary, but uh, very helpful for a person like me. But um, but surprising that in you know basically the the rural areas of of Thailand that the the language of instruction isn't Thai, but it's actually English. Yeah, and so it, it, think... if anything, it shows the direction and the pace at which uh, Thailand wants to grow and go. Uh, indeed, and, and just basically testament to what you've been saying about how Thailand really wants to move forward, uh, get past uh, what they struggle in the pandemic and really, you know, stay up and ahead of the game. Well, I, I, I've often said this, that Thailand is kind of the bounce back champion of, of, of the ASEAN <laughs> countries. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good name for it indeed. David, uh, I'm afraid we'll have to leave it there, but uh, we really appreciate okay. this conversation. We had a yes. good time and uh, we wish you a good trip to Thailand the next time you go over there. <laughs> Thank you very much and enjoy the Taylor Swift uh, concerts when they come to Singapore. <laughs> we will you. indeed. That's David Berman. He is at Jung Fellow in Tourism at the University of Technology in Sydney.